back, everyone, to another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. It is I, the only often imitated by spammers and scammers, but never really uh, duplicated <laughs> authentically, not even by a digital twin yet. It is me, Pizza Mind. I am joined today by my co-host, Bryce Paul, over Howdy. there in not frozen San Diego, you bastard. How are you doing All over there? All is good. With your All is good. warmth and sunshine. <laughs> yeah. No, man. I mean, we had, uh, you know, January, obviously, a uh, lot of waves in the market. Uh, a lot of big waves in the market. But Bitcoin ended up, you know, up forty percent on the month, which is insane. Ethereum was up about thirty-five percent. Um, some of these, you know, really liquid altcoins. But obviously, San Diego had a, a little bit of a storm surge as well, and the boardwalk was all underwater, and everything was uh, getting, you know, kind of detrenched. Uh, all the sand. It was pretty wild. But uh, you know, we, we've got a, a guest who's joining us from the other side of the pond, quite literally, uh, London. We got Victor Fisher. Uh, who is joining us from London, from the Rockaway, uh, Rockaway X. So, Victor, welcome to the show, uh, managing partner of Rockaway X. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're really excited to have you on the show. Uh, Pizza Mind, you met these guys in Lisbon. Is that right? When you were in Portugal? It, that is right. Uh, and these were the cool guys in town. So <laughs> I had to bring them back on over here. Mm-hmm. We met at Solana Breakpoint. And they had a really cool lounge with a DJ and like cool lights going and free refreshments and everything. And it was so much of a different vibe than everyone else who just had a booth. Yeah. Like a stuffy, <laughs> formal, like, come let me sell you some shit kind of booth. No, these guys were just chilling. They were happy to talk crypto with anyone, happy to teach. Uh, and these guys are huge believers in the Solana ecosystem. Yeah. Um, firm, unshaken. Uh, not stirred by anything, just the coolest guys in town. <laughs> so we had to bring him on the podcast. Victor, first of all, w- give us your backstory into crypto. How did you become the cool guys in town, first of all? <laughs> what was your journey to getting yeah, where you are um, today? I don't know. So I'm a burner. If you heard about Burning Man, uh, it was introduced to me by some of my oh, yeah, friends like many years ago. And my camp is called District. Those are like DJs from San Francisco. And basically, I kind of combined my two passions for crypto. I was in crypto since 2015. I left a consulting firm called McKinsey and just bought my first Bitcoin. It all started there. And um, and I decided to marry my two passions, so house music and crypto. And that's why, you know, we've been investing, we've been around, we've been building since two crypto windows already. And I remember in 2018, during San Francisco Blockchain Week, the parties were empty. It was just, you know, like two or three guys going there and kind of like celebrating this technology. So we thought, you know, we are again in a bear market. So why don't we have a bit of fun? So that's why we sponsored Breakpoint. We had a DJ booth and tried to create like, a you know, positive atmosphere. Definitely. All right. Well, well, so... Rockaway X uh, founded uh, several years ago. Tell us a little bit about the founding story there and what your guys' main business lines are. Yeah, so we have three business lines. We have a division of investments where we invest into other funds, crypto funds like Multicoin, Parify, A16Z Crypto. I think we have 27 funds currently in our portfolio. Also NFT-specific funds like Spermion, 
We also have gaming funds in our portfolio. So 20, 27 funds. In addition to that, we also invest directly into projects in seed or series A stage. So we are, for example, seed investors in Solana since March 2018 through SAFT wow. before many. It was called Loom Protocol back then, if you guys remember. Um, it was a long time ago. What was ago. it called? And Loom, L-O-O-M. But because there was also another project called Loom, so Anatoly and Raj and the team decided to rebrand it to Solana. We met them at uh, 500 Startups Incubator in San Francisco back in the days. And they were just building during crypto winter, and we really liked that. So that's our division number one, uh, investments. Division number two is liquidity, where we basically provide liquidity to market makers, traders, and to DeFi protocols. Uh, so, for example, you can go on a website called y-.rbf.capital, and you can see our dashboards for our Bitfinex strategies, for example. We generate around 20% return through liquidity. Our VC funds currently have, I think, around 300% return. And on the, and the third division is engineering, where we run staking operations for 12 different networks. And we also have a labs division, which is developing stuff on top of protocols like observatory.zone. We can also talk about that. And across those three divisions, we manage, I think, around $400 million currently of assets. Wow. That is really, really and, impressive. And cheers to that with my energy drink. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, still being in the nine-figure range, despite all the devastation that we endured yeah. last year, um, that that's really a testament to the dedication of your team. Now, when going through different strategies and setting things up, why diversify so much into something that's only returning 20% versus something that's giving you 300%? Why not just put it all yeah. into the bucket that's giving you 300%? What's the thought process there? of still de-risking even when you're that big. Yeah, it's, we don't, we don't actually do it for the return. We do it to help founders and DeFi protocols need liquidity to be bootstrapped. So we provide liquidity, for example, to Credix, uh, if you know the real world assets protocol on Solana, uh, we also, you know, provide liquidity through TrueFi, Maple. We looked at friction, many other protocols and, um, and it helps the founders, yeah? Sure. So this is what founders, they need from their investors. They need to help to bootstrap so the network of validators. you're helping out your own investments. Yes. Yes. It's so what the founders, we, you know, we spoke, we have around 40, 42 portfolio companies currently. And speaking with the founders, initially we thought, you know, we would help them to hire engineers. But it's not their need, unlike in traditional VC. Their need really is to bootstrap the network in terms of validators, managing the community, and also to bootstrap the network in terms of liquidity. So that's why we have engineering division, and that's why we have the liquidity division. Awesome. And where do you spend most of uh, your time focused on? Are you kind of overseeing all the operations, uh, or are you kind of a specialist? Yeah. No, I oversee all the operations, so I probably do nothing really well. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, a little um, bit about everything just right to be dangerous. Now, yeah, right now I'm a lot of focused on strengthening our team. So we are 34 people currently, uh, but still hiring. Um, it's actually a great time right now to be investing and to be hiring. There are some great people 
Like it, I'm so excited. It's it's a crypto winter again. It's bear market. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Even when we invest, we don't have. Suddenly, we have you know two weeks to make a decision. It's not a 24 hour time to turn a term sheet around. Yeah. Do you do you think that in this kind of crypto winter, uh, that there's a certain like area of crypto that you think is going to be the best investment for the next, you know, 10 years. It's like, you know, cause money's scarce and opportunity yeah. cost is everything. And so some people are thinking just like, well, if I had to just choose one sector or one niche, um, which one would I do? Um, and I think, you know, I'd like to pose that question to you also in terms of opportunity cost, in terms of BTC, because people are like, should I just buy mm-hmm. Bitcoin or are there certain other things that are going on? Yeah. What do you think? So, um, I think it really depends on the risk return profile of those people. Yeah. What, so not investment advice, but right for someone who is not, I would say fully dedicated into crypto, I can only imagine Bitcoin and Ethereum as a potential investment. As of now, everything else is just extremely risky. Those two assets, I think will be around for a long time. And, uh, and then I would choose the ratio depending on the risk return profile of that person. So if that person is risk averse, then more to Bitcoin, let's say, you know, 63 to 37. If uh, that person, I don't know, is, um, is more risk prone, then I would say, you know, 66% Ethereum, 34% Bitcoin. That's what's what I could imagine, but anything else. I think it's either for fun. <laughs> so, you know, just invest the amount of money you can lose. Like, I don't know, collect, collecting NFTs or, um, it's extremely dangerous. You know, you know, we have 34 people, everyone's full time and it's just extremely complicated even for us. Now, in terms of, um, in terms of the areas where to focus on, where we focus on, we split the market in three sections. One is, and those are basically three use cases, only three use cases of crypto. One is automated financial services and includes, you know, payments, lending, borrowing, stable coins. That's number one. And number two is we call it Gen Z consumer use cases, you know, anything from fun tokens to fashion, to NFT collections, to marketplaces, to gaming, to even comic books are today issued on the blockchain. And then the third area of use cases is infrastructure. And we focus ourselves, we invest 50% in infrastructure and then 25, 25, 25% automation of financial services and 25% into the Gen Z emerging consumer use cases. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's a really cool way of breaking things down. Um, One thing you mentioned earlier is a platform called Credix. And that's something that has been kind of popping up through several different conversations. And in my opinion, I think this is going to be one of the major, major pieces of infrastructure uh, in the years to come. Can you talk to us a little bit about what Credix is and what makes it different from a compound finance uh, or an Aave, for example? Yeah, well, it's completely different because in compound and Aave, you actually lend out to... I would say crypto users who typically use whatever they borrow for trading. That's why the yields currently on compound or other are low because, you know, the people are not willing to borrow on leverage because of the current market situation. And that's why we think the new DeFi yield needs to come from other sources than trading. And other sources of yield are for sure real-world assets. And that's where the platforms like Credit step in because you can actually then, as a crypto user, generate yield on your stable coins via, you know, uh, real-world use cases like, for example, a real estate developer or, for example, someone who is uh, buying and selling used cars in some emerging country. And the yields there are, you know, 10 to 15%, which is interesting. And how do you, like, in that, in that scenario um, with the real-world assets um, and kind of getting a yield attached to the real-world assets, um, yeah. how do people kind of go and, like, you know, if the factory shuts down, like, you know, are, you know ensure that you could underwrite that credit and go and, uh, you know, maybe repossess the factory in order to, like, make, you know, because it seems like, you know, that is sort of uh, more towards the securitization of crypto yeah. and the crypto assets if it's being backed by like a physical asset. Like how do you actually enforce that? Yeah. So you have two levels of protection. So there is, um, for example, you collateralize the real, the real estate and there is an SPV as a company who would then liquidate the real estate to pay back the, the lenders. That's number one. And number two, which I think is really smart, is that you have in a pool junior tranche lenders and a senior tranche lenders. And first, if there is a default, because you, you never have a default on a hundred percent of a pool, you know, it's maybe one real estate developer, which goes out of business out of, let's say a 50. So, and in that case, that's where the junior tranche comes into play because those are the lenders who are willing to take additional risk. They also have additional return. Those are typically, we call them originators. So they are sponsors of that pool. And if there is a partial default, it's basically first the junior tranche lenders who take the hit and not the senior one. So I would then, you know, um, recommend investors to look at senior tranches primarily. Sounds like they have it I'm all looking at cre- out over Credit's there. website. Yeah, I'm looking at credits.finance website. They have, um, yeah, around 30 million of uh, total value locked. So money in the pool, which is one of the larger platforms are out there. There are also platforms like um, uh, TrueFi, Maple, Centrifuge, who also do something similar. 
Probably centrifuge is the is the most comparable and runs on Polkadot and um, and also Maple which lends out to market makers. Yeah, we're definitely big fans of centrifuge over here. Uh, us and our affiliates just been slowly collecting mm-hmm. a little bag uh, of that stuff. So mm-hmm. excited for the future there. But real world assets on chain as a niche, I believe, is going to be the driver of the next uh, bull market because it's going to unlock uh-huh. so much more liquidity uh, just across the board. Um, so that's really, really cool. You know, you guys share or shared, I should say, a really important space with FTX and Alameda being so involved in the Solana ecosystem. Were you able to navigate your way out of that and unscathed or what kind of you know damage did you guys suffer there and how did you handle the whole thing? Um, that's actually a really good question because many people are asking us about Solana and I would say we are more bullish than ever. And we actually wrote an article last week and posted it on our website. If you go on rockawayx.com, click on comms, like communications, the first article that you see is Solana in numbers. And it actually summarizes the price is currently driven by sentiment. And when we look at, uh, at Solana currently, we look at five things. We look at developer interest, traction on chain, uptime, the decentralization of validators and its speed on chain. And most of those indicators are actually positive and, and growing even post what happened to FTX. There is more uh, developer interest. So how do you actually measure developer interest? We look at the downloads of of .npm libraries. .npm libraries are libraries that every developer has to download in order to develop on, on a protocol. And Solana has 20x growth versus Ethereum 13x growth year, year on year. And the weekly downloads are at 400,000. Ethereum is 600,000. So Solana is just the second chain behind Ethereum based on you know weekly downloads. And first one in terms of, in terms of growth. And then other chains are really, really farther, farther down. If you look at electric capital developer report, it also shows that Solana is the second ecosystem behind Ethereum in terms of developers. We also look at, uh, uh, at traction. We look at weekly and daily active wallets post FTX. This has been growing. We look at uptime. Solana has done a a lot of work in terms of uh, fixing the network and ma- making it more resilient to DDoS attacks. Um, the validators are also decentralized. You have 2,500 validators, 31 of them constitute uh, Nakamoto coefficient, which means um, they um, control more than 33% of the network. 31 is, is a good number in terms of decentralization and also its chain has most transactions per second currently on chain around 500. So for us, you know, we, we are not driven by price. Actually, we are only driven by, by traction and, um, we are more, more excited than ever. And of course we were early investors. So, so, um, you know, we, 
known guys since 2018. What is it now? Four years? Over four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about maybe uh, if you have any insight from the, the team over at Friction um, and, and not even if you knew anything, but just from your perspective, I mean, this was a big uh, Solana project that shut down their user interfaces yeah. recently. Um, does that mean that the project is dead uh, or are the smart contracts still going to be able to kind of live within the SVM, the Solana virtual machine? Yeah, that's that's a good question. And I and uh, we don't know now. I think we need um, one or two more weeks to figure it out. We are closely in touch with Udaf, CEO, founder, and the team. And they are right now, uh, you know, just weighing different options. Uh, and, you know, who would be the team going forward. So I think this is still everything in discussion. We are, however, extremely excited by the team. Right? We, thanks to our credit fund, we've been in touch with dozens and dozens of DeFi teams. And this is one of the top teams we've encountered. So even if they do something else, you know, we would support them. That's interesting uh, and good to hear. So we'll have to keep tabs yeah. on that and definitely uh, touch base with you in the near future when there is an update. Um, what I really liked about Friction was their structured products, meaning mm -hmm. they kind of put together a strategy that users could simply follow by depositing their funds into a pool. Uh, it was truly the set it and forget it of Solana DeFi. So hopefully mm -hmm. whatever situation uh legal or technical they ran into can get resolved because that was definitely something that was gonna make the world better faster so we'll see what happens over yeah. there uh but one thing i like that you said a little earlier when you were talking about not being price driven i think especially mm -hmm. in a bear market where everything is undervalued uh it and you can't look at price as an indicator of value because it's dislocated completely dislocated. Mm -hmm. So finding other metrics to use to pick winners is really, really critical in these market conditions. And developer mm -hmm. activity is, I think, uh, a great first place to look. And you can follow developer activity really easily um, by this Twitter account that I discovered recently. It's called Proof of GitHub. So if you add mm -hmm. at Proof of GitHub, you'll get a daily report of what the top developer activity is just right there in your feed. Uh, super, super helpful. So that's one of the things that's sending signal in between all the noise and bullshit that you're uh, bombarded with all the time. So definitely that's give a cool them one. A I've never heard of that. Yeah, I just discovered it recently myself. So they're doing some good stuff over there. Aside from developer activity, is there anything else that you do think uh, is worth paying attention to or is sending signal rather than noise in these market conditions? Should we be paying attention to the news at all? Should we be worried about regulation or CBDCs or anything like that? Yeah, I would completely ignore Twitter noise. Um, definitely, I would not read news, uh, traditional media for sure. I would focus on just pure data in terms of traction on chain. Um, I think total value locked is also API, which I don't really like because it's easy to skew it because it's often in dollars, but you have to look at underlying assets. And then sometimes the underlying assets can be used in different protocols on one blockchain. So it might be dangerous because of the double counting. So for me, what is, what is most important is actually, uh, 
developer traction, uh, number of wallets, number of transactions, really uh, hard data of usage on chain. And it's, and it's very, it's data, data, which is difficult to, to receive. We have a couple of data scientists internally, and then you have to closely look at some of the browsers of transactions, uh, and, um, different websites with different protocols have. So I don't know for Solana, it's, uh, it's SolScan or it's validators.app. It really depends on, on every, on every blockchain. So that's why it's so complicated to do pure good due diligence for, for different protocols. But I would not read Twitter. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Avoiding Twitter and at least being mm. able to think for yourself is really important. Um, take everything you read with a grain of salt. But at a high level, do you kind of uh, think that Bitcoin will ever be, uh, the market cap of it will ever be overtaken by Ethereum? Um, or do you think um, Ethereum is going to stay kind of number two and Bitcoin will always stay number one? Um, I am convinced it will be overtaken. I think okay. Bitcoin has, uh, it has a use case. Bitcoin has I think the power of Bitcoin is that it's not changeable. That's its power. And it's kind of, you know, it runs by itself. So for me, I take, I take Bitcoin as an insurance against the world. You know, what happens if, you know, China does something with Taiwan and then the US step in? What happens with Ukraine and Russia, you know, within the next one year before the next presidential election, which is in March 2024? Um, mm-hmm. so, so I, I take Bitcoin as an insurance against the world. I take Ethereum as the financial operating system of the internet, which I think is a much more valuable use case, uh, at least from my perspective, because I'm more of an optimist and I don't think, you know, there is a doomsday coming anytime soon. Uh, so I think it's just a matter of time that Ethereum will have a larger um, market cap than Bitcoin. But also, you know, there are other two, like, uh, and I would say wider Ethereum. So Ethereum and layer twos and then application specific layer threes. I think Ethereum, there will be no, not only Ethereum going forward out. I think we'll, the world is and will be multi-chain. We will have, you know, Cosmos and Solana and we'll have modular blockchains yeah. like Celestia. So, and I, so for sure, like the, the, the sum of all of those will be, will be larger than, you know, I don't know, than Bitcoin. Yeah. It's a good point. What are the best ways that people can support web three or get involved today for someone who's just listening, learning about Solana or validators for the first time right now, what's a good starting point just to get in, learn more and get our hands dirty. I think number one is again, just ignore Twitter. Number two, just go on a discord and start chatting with the community. And, you know, some of us are developers and then, you know, it's very easy to on a discord as developers. Hey guys, what do you need help with? You have, you know, Solana Labs developers who are there on, on, on Solana Discord. You also have marketing people. You, you can, you can discuss with them, you know, how to be involved more with with, uh, for example, all the initiatives around hacker houses that they are preparing this year. You can uh, also be involved with the foundation, help them think through um, their strategies in terms of um, 
we call it smart delegation program. So in terms of how to define a good incentive scheme to support new validators joining the network and support further decentralization. You know, there is, if, if you can write articles, you know, you can help by writing content. There is so much work that could be done. The best way is to, is to just ask the community on their Discord and ignore Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love it. I think Discord's a super valuable resource. Um, and, you know, if it, it's, it's really up to you to sort through the noise um, in order to find the signal. Um, and it's really up mm-hmm. to you guys all to, to be doing your own research. You might see the acronym D-Y-O-R. Um, do your own research, right? So I think that's a great note to kind of wrap things up on. Uh, Victor Fisher, uh, managing partner at Rockaway X. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and we hope to have you back on again uh, sometime soon. Thank you, guys. It was a pleasure from London. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.